Hello, Probus. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by two former Mibs. I'm your host for this episode, and known as, for the second time, Granny Moonwalker. What? And sitting opposite me, as always, is Kevin McGraybeard. Aye. Each week, we take it in turns to bring a case to the table and investigate whether or not we believe it's truly extraterrestrial. Truly out of this world. Truly true. Or complete bullshit. Aye, laddie. You know it really throws me off when you talk yourself, calling yourself granny. Why? Because you didn't like being called granny. I know. <laughs> coming when, around to it. When you call yourself granny. After like 25 years and coming around to it. <laughs> I bet if I call you it tomorrow, you'll be like, piss off. McGraybeard of mm. Greybeard Clam. Indeed. Well, that's thrown me under the Scottish accent bus already, hasn't it? I've offended... At least 12 listeners there. Hmm. I usually keep on top of where our listeners are based. I haven't looked for a few months, so I don't actually know how many listeners we have in Scotland at the moment. I know Ireland is one of our most popular areas. Ooh. But I'm not sure on Scotland. Hello! In today's episode, we are looking into the Mantle UFO incident. Mantle? Mantle. Hopefully you haven't heard of this one, Grey Nuts. Well, I'm pretty sure I have, because didn't I mention this and say we were going to probe it one day? A long time ago, when we covered the... Oh, Henshu, I stand with you! Henshu! Well, today <laughs> is that day. <laughs> yes, I've wanted to cover this one for ages. Oh, I know nothing about it other than that there was an event that led people to refer to it in other events. If that's the one I'm thinking of anyway. Maybe. Possibly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Truthfully. Mantle isn't a place, but a person. Nay, not only a person, (laughs) but a pilot. Nay! Not only a pilot. (laughs) But a Kentucky Air National Guard pilot. The best of the best. Top gun mantle. Yeah! Let's have a look what you've put. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. I thought you were going to put a picture of Tom Cruise on the next page of the research notes. But you've uh, put, is his name? Gary. Gary. From Team America, right as he's about to chunder. I recognise that specific scene. (laughs) Beautiful. The best of the best. I started laughing there because in the notes, you haven't written nay. You've written (laughs) naka. It's a typo. (laughs) We should use that from now on instead of nay. Naka. Naka. I like it. Thomas F. Mantle, born 1923. Top Gun! Graduated top of his class. Knew it. Allegedly, truthfully. Shooting down <laughs> 12 enemy bogeys in what was a routine training drill. Allegedly, truthfully. Clocking in over 2,166 hours in the skies. 
the official number on record is 2167 <laughs> and honoured for his part of the Battle of Normandy during World War II. Oh shit. Truthfully. Ooh, this man is serious business. It was January 7th, 1948. A Kentucky Highway Patrol person was out on duty when they spotted something in the air, something they couldn't comprehend. It was in the skies near Madisonville. Owensborough and Irvington also received reports of a circular object around 250 to 300 feet around. Well, goddamn, kid. That's a big thing. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Mr. Moonwalker has put another picture in the research notes just for my own benefit. It's a clip of Stifler in, I believe, the first American pie that could be the second, but telling two ladies that he has an 11-inch penis around. Thank you, sir. That really put your point across. You are welcome. This this man is he's experienced there's something in the sky who are you gonna call why would you radio in to say who you're gonna call <laughs> don't know this is Tom calling to ground control who should I call you can only call ground control Tom this is ground control to Major Tom you merely use the radio I was born in it, raised by it. The Kentucky Highway Patrol person done the only logical thing they could think of and either Shit contacted ass. the military directly or contacted their higher-ups who then contacted the military. It was <laughs> Godman Army Airfield at Fort Knox, Kentucky who received the report. So they did radio to <laughs> ask who to radio. <laughs> it's like I knew that was coming. <laughs> hey, military, who should I call? Well, goddamn, kid, you call the military. It was around 15 minutes before 2 p.m. that Sergeant Quinton Blackwell was in the control tower at Fort Knox. Fort Knox? When he spotted an object. He wasn't the only one to spot the object, though. There were two others within the tower that spotted a white object in the distance. Colonel Colonel Guy Hicks, <laughs> who was the base commander, was looking through his binoculars and described the object as very white. The object remained stationary for around an hour and a half. That's a long time to be stationary in the sky. Mm. An hour and a half. That's like, what, hot air balloon style? Or, oh, it's been in the news recently, the weather balloon, hasn't it? The Chinese weather balloon. Or, has I say been. recently... At the time we were recording, it was a few weeks ago. By the time this released, it'll be a month or two ago. Hmm. <laughs> Have you seen the photos of that, by the way? Completely off topic. Or slightly uh, on topic. No. They've released because... official photos of it in the last sort of couple of days. Oh, okay. Every but... time I've kind of looked. Oh, I've been on Twitter and I've gone. The Twitter? I'm on Twitter! And where it's been trending, I've just looked and it's just been everyone's memes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they've, yeah, released some high-res screenshots of it now. 
the pilot has taken an impressive photo of that, getting that close to be fair, but it's like a silvery white balloon and it's got solar panels and strings dropping off it. Oh. So bearing in mind all these spherical objects with strings have been seen lately. It's just bloody balloons, isn't it? Everyone getting all excited. Sky God damn, it's aliens, kid. <laughs> sky jellyfish. Or sky jellyfish, absolutely. That's the more logical conclusion. Exactly. So, and something floating in the air for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Shoot it down? Possibly. Who knows? If the military are in charge of the call, I'd imagine they're going to try and shoot it down. As much as they say they'll go and scope it out, they've they've got orders there. <laughs> Hit the red button, damn it! <laughs> oh, gosh. Is that Mighty Boosh? It is indeed. It's a screenshot of the moon from the Mighty Boosh just at, sitting there at the top of the next page. I don't believe there was even any warning. <laughs> just Just popped out. Oh, telescope. Clinton Army Airfield, which is in Ho... <laughs> Clinton County Army Airfield, which is in Ohio, were also observing the object and described it as looking like a flaming red cone which trailed a gaseous green mist. <laughs> a red cone and Mr. Moonwalker, this is photo heavy already, this one. Apologies, folks, but Mr. Moonwalker is now showing me a photo from our youth in one of my old houses at university whereby we had a traffic cone in the living room called Coney who had a face drawn on him yes he did the, our friend Aaron's hair in that picture <laughs> so bad isn't it <laughs> uh, oh, we should show him that picture he looks like Jim Carrey in the 80s <laughs> he does uh, oh, good old Jim Beautiful. Okay, so a cone again could be a weather balloon. Sort that is, of. Yeah. That is very possible. I was going to elaborate, but I don't feel I really need to. Something that's dangling from a balloon in the sky. Or in fact, the cone could be a balloon like structure. I kind of have to apologise. Um, the reason it's kind of photo heavy is when I was writing this, I'd had a few to drink. <laughs> You're back on the whiskey again. And. Um, He's off the wagon, folks. I had Team America on, and then after that explains then it. Then after Team America, I had um, Step Brothers. <laughs> so I was just in a silly mood the whole time I was writing. That's, you should do that more often. Just out of curiosity, how drunk are you getting by yourself writing? I'm only having one. Ah, that's no fun. <laughs> I ain't getting blackout drunk at home on my own. Uh... They observed. <laughs> Blackout drunk. <laughs> they observed the object for 35 minutes. This object wasn't only being observed by the previous locations I mentioned, but also at Lockbourne Army Airfield. They state that before the object left, it lowered itself close to the ground for about 10 seconds. Ooh. 10 seconds, son. Do you know what you could do in 10 seconds? I know what you could do in 10 seconds. <laughs> For a pigskin a quarter mile. Oh no, we're not watching that again, are we? Well, in 10 seconds, you could be free. <laughs> I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and for those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. You could be Vin Diesel, baby. 
was that that was the first one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious the first. Such That's... a bad franchise, but it's had like some absolute really gems in it. Successful franchise. And Vin Diesel talks like this, goddammit. I would say one, four, one, five, seven are the only good ones. I don't think I've seen them past three. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first one and it was pretty decent. In fact, I think we saw that in the cinema. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Because that was at the height of uh, our Ja Ruleism. Yeah, we were <laughs> <laughs> singing along to Ja Rule in the cinema. <laughs> Mama, nothing about you. Drinking <laughs> Jar Rule's dad is the Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Would I be with my baby? Drinking <laughs> <laughs> going crazy. Drinking when Jar Rule answers the door. He's like, <laughs> "Hello, I am over in the door. <laughs> Ooh, baby." <laughs> And when he answers the phone, <laughs> hello, this is me answering the phone, baby. Hello, mom. After these 10 seconds, it, it must <laughs> be the ass. They got me like, damn, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Who could give me a cookie? <laughs> oh, apologies. So after these 10 seconds... <laughs> <laughs> you just want to do it more now, don't you? <laughs> after these 10 seconds, it climbed back up to its original altitude at a ridiculously fast pace. Ooh, that's less balloon-like. Leveling off at 10,000 feet and disappearing 120 degrees into the overcast. The speed they estimated was 500 miles an hour. That's I'm 800 kilometers an hour. I'm not saying that it was aliens, but it was aliens! Let's go home! But damn! Boobie. That's some crazy shit, baby! I'm saying there was aliens! How how is the man still talking? To, well, is he still talking today? I can't say that I've heard yeah. from him in a long time. Yeah, still does concerts every now and again. Does he? He's still kicking about. Oh, no, Firefest bullshit. Uh, but, um, yeah, I really need to watch that documentary at some point in life. Yeah, you do. It's hilarious. What would that be? You have had a documentary. I think someone mentions they give someone a blowjob for ten seconds. I can't. I can't remember the whole thing about it, but it's just one of those really shady moments where you're like, what? <laughs> you did what? <laughs> For what? Java was like, she got out of my wheelie. Already in the air were four F-51D Mustangs of C-Flight 165th Squadron Kentucky Air National Guard. Sending in the damn guns. Okay, Mr. Moonwalker has shown me a picture of one of these Mustangs. Indeed. What year was this again? Did you say 48 or something? Yeah, I can't remember. (laughs) I'm just going to double check. Give me one second. Quick, fill the noise. Bam, bam, baby. (laughs) 
Yeah. Boo bear. January the 7th, <laughs> 1948. It was 1948, just. Yeah, that's kind of what you would expect. It looks like late World War-esque air technology. Mm-hmm. A small... Is that a one-man or a two-man? I can only see one chair, but I I'm think assuming it's a one-man. I thought it would be a double-z, but yeah, I suppose it doesn't matter. I'm not hugely familiar with the aviation industry, but it's what I'd expect. Little propellers on the nose. Little propellers on the nose. What's that dangle? Or is that just to anchor it? They look like, yeah. It's got a they plug. Look like giant plugs. <laughs> it's got a giant plug dangling off its arm. What are you going to be plugging with that? It's a wing plug. One of these was piloted by Top Gun Mantle himself. Mantle, baby! The squad was told to approach the object. Sergeant Blackwell was in constant radio communication with the squad throughout. One of the pilots was low on fuel and had to return back to base. The remaining three pilots kept up their pursuit of the object. They reported that they could see an object, but that it was small and indistinct, so they were unable to properly identify it. There were suggestions that they should level their altitude Allegedly, truthfully, Mantle ignored this instruction. One pilot's oxygen supply was low, so he backed off and the other pilot called off the pursuit when they were at 22,500 feet. Mantle kept climbing up and up and up. Oh shit, son, what goes up? I can't even explain what that image is other than it's off South Park and I am looking at nipples. <laughs> Thank you, Granville. Thank you. <laughs> that was completely unnecessary, wasn't it? That has no relation <laughs> to the probe whatsoever. It does. That's just a certain character pointing up. Yes, because... With their nipples <clears throat> pointing down. In that episode, she goes, keeps going uh, up and up. And yeah, up. and the boobs come out at the bottom of the there brows. So it has everything to do with the episode this oh i don't like the way this is heading i'm worried for mantel now top gun mantel appears to be ignoring orders what if he's not ignoring orders what, what do you mean if well the rest are pulling back and mantel's still going didn't you say he kept on going mm-hmm I think they were ordered to pull back at 22 and a half hours. Yeah, but uh, did Mantel... Did you, yeah, sorry, you, no, I'm, I'm back with it now. You said Mantel kept climbing up and up and up. See, the titties are scratching at me. <laughs> so Mantel kept climbing. Has Mantel been brain warped by the crazy speed object in the sky? Oh, so you think it might be... Controlling pulling him, him or closer. pulling his yes. plane. Either or. That's one theory. Two, has Mantel actually passed out because he pulled up too hard and the pressure can shut... Uh, I forget the terminology, but if you go up Hypoxia. too hard, you yes, you lose the, yeah, lose the oxygen and whatnot at that height and it knocks your brain out. But then I suppose at that point you wouldn't keep climbing, would you? Because if you well, if he's out... pulled back on the stick, then he probably would until his motion carries him back forward and then he's going to come back down. That's a good point. Or has Mantel seen what this thing 
or seen this thing, thought, what the hell is that? And got in for a closer look, trying to be save the world kind of thing, like he's Will Top Smith in... Gun Mantle. Will Smith in any film. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, son. You are right? It's all the Jarulisms. <laughs> what would that be without a throat street? <laughs> so, yeah, free working hypothesis. Which one are you leaning more towards of the three? Well, I'm suspicious of this craft in an alien's way. Because in 1948, did we really have the technology to jump that high that quickly? That makes me query what we're dealing with here. But then if something came to see us and had technology like that, they could probably wipe us out. It stands to reason to believe. So you think they they haven't? Putting him in. No, I think they probably aren't pulling him in because they could deal with us so easily if they wanted to. And the fact that they haven't wiped them all out. So you don't think that makes me think maybe they're just having isolating one of them. No. So I think it's either he has pulled up too hard too quick, parted a little too hard in the sky, and he's going to come crashing down, or he's going to try and be. Top Gun, because he's the best of the best. Yeah, they're the two I'm leaning towards. I think these are more peaceful aliens, or at least they're not starting any problems yet. They're coming to scope us out. Coming to check. Yeah, because I've made this point several times in the past. I struggle to comprehend that we would have this sort of technology on earth ourselves and that we still wouldn't be seeing it more regularly today and we wouldn't be using it for our own benefit so Mm -hmm. it always makes me interested when you get things behaving in a manner defying our understood laws of physics it's good to see where you stand up i stand up and up and up according to the air force when Mantle hit 25,000 feet, the lack of oxygen caused him to black out. There we go. His plane began to spiral out of control with no one at the helm. This was also reported to have been seen by a witness who described seeing the plane descending in a spiralling motion. Oh, shit. Mantle's plane crashed on a farm near the Kentucky state line. Mantle was pulled from the wreckage from, by firemen, seatbelt shredded, and his watch had stopped at 3.18, the time of the crash. By 3.50, the object in the sky was no longer visible to the Godman Army Airfield. I you said, goddamn naked eye. <laughs> this incident was investigated by Project Sign, the very uh, first Air Force research group to investigate UFO reports. Pre-Blue Book. An Air Force major stated that Mantle unfortunately died trying to chase the planet Venus. What? You would think this odd, but a few weeks before the incident, an F-51 had also tried to chase the planet. But they detected something and they saw it move up quickly, didn't they? They didn't detect anything. Oh, they didn't, we didn't have radar. Nope. Shit. <laughs> Let me just retract my statements. Goddamn! You left me out on a limb here, son. <laughs> well, you, you pull me back. You reel that statement pull back. Me back. <laughs> pull me back, son. Ah! Shit. So he went for another 3,000 miles into the air. Two and a half. Well, give or take, yeah. Before 
the lack of oxygen would have caused the blackout. Mm-hmm. Do we know that for definite? Could he have been more susceptible to the lack Planet of oxygen? Planet Venus. <laughs> God damn, kid. What do you mean more susceptible to the lack of oxygen? Like, does everyone cut out at the same point if you go that high into the air? Oh, do some people know. cut out it, earlier? Do yeah. some people cut out later? I think it depends on your lung crude. capacity. So what if Mantell had been smoking a lot of cigarettes being... The kind of time it was, like, yeah, era. Yeah, It's and possible. He might know, have been able to go further. You know, these Air Force folks love their cigars. If he um, when they had strong lungs, but we don't know what his... I mean, he was top gun. Yeah, so. but was he top lung? So was he deceased when the fire people pulled? Unfortunately so. Ah, that's sad. I'm, we'll never know, will we, I guess, unless I mean, you're about to tell me that he radioed in on his way. If you're falling from 25,000 feet. Well, uh, admittedly, that sounds pretty hard to survive when you put it like that. But I didn't know whether he popped out in a parachute, maybe? You could always pull the rug from under me here and be like, Mantel survived. Pulled from a parachute when they pulled his body from the plane. Well, maybe he landed on top of the plane. In 1952, Repelt was asked to to reinvestigate the case. He spoke with our old friend, Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Hynek. It would appear that it was Hynek who gave Project Sign the Venus explanation to begin with in 1948. This was mainly due to Venus being in the same place that night as the UFO they were chasing. However, in 1952, Dr. Hynek concluded that the Venus explanation was incorrect. Yes! Baby! With this explanation out of the window, Repelt began looking at other explanations. The main one was that it was possible that Mantle had misidentified a US Navy Skyhook weather balloon. Caught it! This was disputed by some who claimed that a Skyhook balloon couldn't be identified as being in the area at the time. These balloons were a US Navy secret. However, these balloons were a hundred foot in diameter made of a reflective aluminium and could be cone-shaped depending on the angle. It. No one that was witnessing this would have been able to tell or would have even known about the balloon. Is it, me? it was later discovered that several Skyhook balloons had been released on January 7, 1948 around 150 miles northeast of Fort Knox. Skeptic Philip J. Class argued that the wind at the time would have blown the balloons near to the scene of the incident. Captain Rappel also found that two witnesses also reported seeing a large balloon through their telescopes at two separate locations. Now this is normally the part where we would turn to science and scepticism. However, most of it is covered within the probe itself. <laughs> Easy job. So to summarise, we have the mantle incident. A strange object is seen in the sky by a patrol person who radios it in 
It's then seen by several military bases as well as the one radioed by the patrol person or their higher-ups. The object is seen to move to the ground for around 10 seconds and then shoot up into the sky. A squad of pilots were out doing pilot things <laughs> when they were radioed to give chase. They were playing volleyball. Over the time, whether it was fuel or oxygen shortages, one by one, they dropped off the chase and returned to base until Mantle was left. Undeterred, he followed the object until he passed out from hypoxia, loses control of his plane and unfortunately meets his end in a field. Reports from the military claim he was chasing the planet Venus. It was then reinvestigated several years later and this explanation was thrown out of the window. Skyhook balloons that were secretly released by the Navy were then to blame for this horrific accident. In 1956, Captain Repelt wrote that this was one of three cases in 1948 which would go on to define the UFO phenomenon in the public mind and would convince Air Force intelligence that UFOs were a real physical phenomenon. So, what say you, Greybeard? Was this incident caused by planet chasing, balloon chasing, or was it those pesky aliens? Baby. So... I've got a couple of thoughts. What were the three cases in 1948? This, Roswell, and... This was one of them. <laughs> I want to know which one they feel is the most significant or the top significance. Hmm. <laughs> this one. We've probably covered it ourselves. We probably have. But this one. <laughs> Baby. I did not think to research it. Baby. Question number two. Hey, number two. Hey, number one. What is a skyhook balloon? Um, I think a skyhook balloon is... You said it's a military balloon. I think they were used to train pilots. Oh, well, it didn't train this pilot very well, did um, it? That's really harsh. <laughs> I, I can't remember if it's the right type of balloon I'm thinking of, but they would go up and then another plane would go up with it and take mm -hmm. it and they had to I don't know if they had to follow it or it was used for manoeuvres. I definitely remember something along those lines but I don't know if it's a skyhook mm. balloon or another type of balloon but I think So it's a training a balloon training, rather than yeah. a detect things kind of balloon. Why do they release so many... Uh... Well, I suppose for training exercises. Yeah, <laughs> who's, question. who's to note, like, they may have planned it at some point. Something happened, it got called off, but the balloons were already in the air. Or maybe they were trading a general. The training hadn't started yet. We don't know. They released them all. The wind took them where they were, took them. They were going to send the Air Force out to capture them or to locate them even. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I was well in on this one until you threw that planet shade at the case. No, I don't think it was Venus. I think the balloon theory is much more likely, sadly, and the lack of oxygen has likely led to Mantel losing consciousness and then nosediving to his demise, sadly. So I'm not saying that it was aliens, but I really wanted to say that it was aliens because I was well in. When you said it started going up and down crazy. Mmm. 
they only saw that, didn't they? They didn't get any measurements. Mm. If you had some radar data to back this up, then I would be two feet in. What say you? I have just looked up what a skyhook balloon is. <laughs> <laughs> they were used to collect meteorological data. So the military are just releasing them to see what they can have their pilots doing, I guess. Observations. Meteor- meteorological. <laughs> observations. At high altitudes. Okay. So they weren't used for training purposes. Well, in the MIB Academy, you are taught to look for the most logical explanation before going to the paranormal. And I feel you've given me a logical explanation, albeit disappointing. Unfortunately, sir, I'm in the same boat. I think those balloons being released and the upper bases not being told of them, especially with the wind direction, has unfortunately caused a fatal incident. Damn it. To poor Thomas F. Mantle. Top Gun. We salute you, sir. Long live your name. Thank you for joining us for this week's probe. You're welcome. We're on Facebook at But It Was Aliens. Our Facebook group is Extraterrestrial Towers. And we're on Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. <clears throat> you get ready for this. I Here am. it comes. We are also. Oh, no, it's with Damn. But It Was Aliens. And our Patreon, where we do monthly side probes, probing dick and more, (laughs) (laughs) is Patreon forward slash But It Was Aliens. As as always, as always, always, I have been Granny, the Walker of Moons, and he has been Kev. Hash tag. As always, I have been Morgan Freeman. Baby. What about you? Probe.